welcome back to And the Beat Goes On, Dating After Divorce. <laughs> you have got your hosts, me, Jackie Trammell, and Dion McDonald. <laughs> I always like when you pause, like it's going to be this like star intro. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I know. And I felt like I should have awesome. said something magnificent no. <laughs> and my brain went a little bit blank. But... No, it's cool. I like the pause. So thank you. Hi, everyone. Dion <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> Okay. It's that good to good. see you. I, I love that. it when we can do these in person. I know. It's so fun. It's just us today. Sometimes it's fun to like just do like a little girl combo. I love that. I totally agree. And I am feeling super fresh because I had an extra day off this week. Oh. And so I decided... So all y'all who are not in the Pacific Northwest probably won't relate as much. But I will tell you that we have had two months of gorgeous summertime which that's kind of what we get here in the Pacific Northwest, like two gorgeous months. Yeah. And we can kind of feel that the fall's coming and the weather's changing. And at this point, usually in September, we don't know how much more sunshine we're going to have. <laughs> so I looked at the weather and I was like, I've got three days in a row. It's sunny. It's beautiful. This is probably not going to happen again for a while. So I took the opportunity and I drove out to the coast and it was... When I say the coast, I don't mean the Puget Sound because we live in Seattle, so it feels right. like it's a it's a well, it's ocean. salt water, right? It is beautiful, and I love the Puget Sound. But this is like when the you go to the coast, ocean. it's the Pacific Ocean. Pacific, yeah, so I just did a little road trip, and those of you who know me know that solo road trips are my jam. That's how I refresh. That is how I rejuvenate. Like it is everything to me. So it was amazing. So I literally just drove back into town and... and Rolled up here with some pizza (laughs) and we were drinking some champagne. (laughs) It's a good night. It's It's not a a bad night to be here. You know, it's funny because I got so... When you're talking about the weather, I don't do well in the heat. I'm not a... I just don't... So I keep... You're you're from here. I'm from here (laughs) and I'm a ginger and we burn and... (laughs) I don't have air conditioning. My house doesn't cool very well. And so I, I mean, you know, my house doesn't cool very well. Oh, good Lord. Last summer, I stayed in Jackie's house for what, three nights? Yeah, you dogs have for me. Well, I was in Palm Springs, by the way, (laughs) where it was 120 degrees. But you had AC in your hotel. Am I the the Airbnb that had right. a private pool in the backyard. And okay. Well, we, you and we, Phoebe did not have your that. Your dog and me did not have that. And that poor dog, that poor black, thick, furry dog kept trying to jump on me. <laughs> I was like, oh, hells no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, no AC here. Oh, I have to tell you what? something. Okay. Do you remember <laughs> when Brandon was on our yes. podcast and you were giving me a bad time about making fun of oh. Spokane? Oh my gosh. So this weekend I met two couples. I do remember that. You guys were being so mean about Spokane. So I met these two couples while I was pouring wine and the one of the gals was from Spokane and she was making this joke about like drinking wine through a licorice straw and she's like, We'll call it Spokane Sangria. No. And I was like, I think you mean Spokehampton Sangria. No. And she was like, No, it's totally fine. She's from Spokane. She's like, We we know. Because I told you that. I said, Oh my gosh, I said, It's okay. The people from Spokane know. And she confirmed that. And I told her about our whole conversation. (laughs) I told her about the whole thing. She swears she's going to listen. You cannot justify making fun of an entire city's worth of people. No. I mean, I guess you you kind of can, though. (laughs) You kind of can. Because it's a self deprecating city. Like, there's lots of wonderful things about Spokane. But there's also a lot of things that everyone that lives there goes, yeah, you know. To be fair, I completely obliterated Fresno. Wasn't it Fresno? Yeah, you totally knocked Fresno. I did. And I have yet to meet someone from Fresno who's like, yeah, that's okay. You can do that. Well, and then it was funny. So this is a little Washington geography lesson here for those of you who are not from the area. The city of Yakima is central oh. Washington, and it re- first they, they have this sign when you roll into <laughs> oh Yakima that says it is the Palm, Palm Springs, Springs of, of Washington. Washington. So mm-hmm. on that trip that we were just talking about where I was in Palm Springs, I kept asking people how they felt about living in the Yakima of California, and no one no thought one I was it. as funny as I thought I was. I would have laughed uproariously, by the way, because I think that all the time, like, how do these Palm Springs people feel? <laughs> They don't know about Yakima, so they don't know how to feel, and they think I'm weird for saying it. Hey, Yakima's coming up in the world, okay? 
Oh, don't miss <laughs> Well, they make the Treveri cellars. They oh, have they have wine. some wonderful wine. And they're the hops capital of the world. This, yes, they are. Of so, the whole world? I believe so. <laughs> Honestly, I think so. I'm going to go with that. I, I do think so. And so I would say to our friends who like both wine and beer, yes. Yakima is your place. <laughs> it's not Palm Springs, but it's your jam yeah. for sure. Okay, that was fun. That was a little geography lesson. Okay, what you got, girl? So do you have I new have countries some... for me? No, we're thank still God. we're still holding at only seventy four countries. <laughs> I mean, not thank God. I would love to have seventy five, but thank God that I don't have to go through another quiz today. Right? No, I yeah, no no quiz for okay. you. So because I always like to mention the cool dating apps that are out there, yep. or the obscure ones, or the very specific ones, mm. and. I we joked last time about the the redhead dating websites. Yes. So literally the day after or maybe two days after we recorded that episode, I was talking to or I got a, a notification that brought me to the eight best now this is in the UK the oh. Oh. eight best UK dating apps for finding a cougar to date. <gasps> well, hold on. Don't they have one of those here? I'm sure many of them are here. <laughs> so would you like to know what they're called? Okay. Let's one is it. Seeking. Okay. Wait, this is in the UK. In the UK. And okay. they, they may have a presence here in the US, but it was a UK publication. But we do have some listeners yeah. in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Match, eHarmony, Zeusk, all on the list. Now here's one I'd not heard of before, oh, and I have questions. <clears throat> I have questions. What's your price? Stop it. Is the name of that dating app. Stop it. What's your price? I can name many prices. I can name a price right right now. Um, okay. What's, I mean, I'm what's your saying, price, Dion? I'm just saying, like, what does that mean? Like, not for sex, but just, like, for a date? Sure. Okay. $10,000. You can take me out. You Wait, is this for cougars? For cougars. So we're cougars, right? If we date men younger than us, we are. Okay. Okay. We had this a whole episode. I just don't remember. Um, passion. Oh, please. Cougar life. Okay. There and you my go. personal favorite, <laughs> Toy Boy Warehouse. Yes. For casual cougar dating. <laughs> dating, dating or casual cougar, quote unquote, quote, dating. dating. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm not going to lie. I've thought about, well, I know you and I have very different opinions about dating younger, but I've thought about it. I've been like, I mean, why not? Like, I swear I get picked up on all the time by 20 somethings, 20 somethings or 60 somethings. I don't know what that's about. I'm at that age right now. Well, because you don't look the age that you are. Right. Right. And so 20 somethings would be like, oh, you know, you're in maybe a few years older. You're my mom's age. (laughs) Right. They don't think that when they meet you, though. And the 60-somethings are like, hey, <laughs> like, it's just funny that like those are the, you know, the demographics for me, apparently. So while we're on the subject yeah. of cougar dating, yeah. I learned something today, in fact. Mm. So did you ever see the movie How Stella Got Her Groove Back? I never did. I know <gasps> the premise of it. And isn't it Tay Diggs? It is Tay Diggs. Who is, by the way, my hall pass. By the way. Well, let me give you some great news about Tay Diggs. I need to see this. He is about to host (gasps) a 40-plus dating reality show all about women over 40 dating younger men, and it's called Back in the Groove. It will air on Hulu. Stop it. Okay, that I am on it. But hold on. He is our age, and I would have no – I would not even look at a guy – younger if he was in the room oh heck yeah tay tay are you out there do you want to come on this podcast oh my goodness (gasps) he is tay Diggs. Mm. just so you know if you happen to be listening and you would like to be a guest an an unpaid guest on a really awesome podcast you're welcome to be a guest anytime he is just a beautiful beautiful man <laughs> um, okay, so I have a news flash for you. Okay. This is going to be shocking. Are you ready? <gasps> uh, uh, okay. Psychology Today had an article that published an article this in the last couple of weeks that popped up that says attraction mm-hmm. is the first step to a meaningful relationship. Are you shocked? That's news. Okay, I just spit out my champagne. That's crazy. Who what? knew? <laughs> Who knew? Attraction. Are you serious? Yep. Come on, I psychology didn't... today. Step it up. I didn't even read the whole thing, but no. I thought that was kind of funny. I was okay. like, 
Is that really news, like, though? Right, right. Is that, okay, is it? I'm and sure there was more underneath that, right? There was I'm more? sure. I didn't okay. read the article. Right, I'm right. sure it was more in depth, but I felt like the title to the article maybe did it a disservice. That was just their clickbait, right? But it's not really news. Yeah. It's know. not really news. Those are all really interesting facts, and I love those. Facts and figures and, facts and, and news and announcements here in the world of... Dating. Dating and relationships. So I do have a question for you, Jackie. Yes, ma'am. Um, our last podcast, we spoke with Allie from Simply Matchmaking, and I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I absolutely loved talking to her. I thought that was Love so her. entertaining and so interesting and illuminating and everything. I learned so much from I her. I know, and I just thought it was so cool, and I want to go visit her. Actually, she her office is not very far from where I live and where I work. So I might just drop in like, hi, here I am, just to say hi. But anyway, um, all that aside, my question for you is, did you end up filling out a form and did you end up becoming a client of Ellie's? Well, let me start by saying there's three different levels, right, that there she talked are, about. There so there's are. like the elite level. I have no idea what that costs. A lot. There's the level where you can just be interviewed. Right. And I think she mentioned on air that that was like $250. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, you can fill out this survey for free and we'll put you in our network. Yeah. Um, and I, she did send me the thing. Yeah. I did fill it out. Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, I, that was just, it was just with, uh, within the last few days. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't, there's no expectation on that, but yeah, it's fun to just throw it out there really and see, cool. you know, I feel like the more people, you know, for me personally, yes. and, and I've talked about this on air before. I'm not, I've not had a lot of success in the online dating realm and I don't have a lot of interest mm-hmm. in pursuing that at this point in time. I'm not saying I would never be open to it again, but right now that's not where I want to put my yeah. energy. So I do feel like networking is really important in Mm -hmm. all things in life. And the more you just sort of put yourself out there, the more likely you are to meet people that you connect with. So I agree from to that end. That was why I did it. And she was really honest. She's like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) She says, I'm so excited to put you in our network and you'll, you, you know, you'll hear from me soon or not. And I was like, that's super honest. I appreciate that. Well, and I also feel like, Yes, there are no guarantees. You're right. Like, and you just put yourself like in her network, but she does know you a little bit now Mm -hmm. and she's spoken with you. She knows you're a real person. She knows like that you're a quality person. So who knows? Like, yeah, I I mean, you might kind of go to the top of the heap. Oh, well, that would be nice. (laughs) And it is truly who knows? Who knows? Right. But no, I love that. I love your attitude. You're like, hey, just throw in my hat in the ring and see what happens. I just think the more you make yourself available to meet people, the more you can meet people. Yeah. It's it's really (laughs) just math at this point. And, Uh you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But no, it's cool. It's out there. Anyway, it's fun it's talking there. to her. It's fun kind of like having all of our questions answered because I really... I had I never even I, looked no, into it before. I know. Same. So I hope that some of our listeners take advantage of her Oh, I hope so too. And, and if you do, will you report back? Please, Could you please, just please, like... Please, you please, can please. even be anonymous and just like DM us and we promise we'll keep you anonymous. Just slide into those DMs. Yes, slide okay. into our DMs, y'all. <laughs> so, Dion, what are we talking about today? Oh, my goodness. So, today, so Jackie and I, this is the topic we've been thinking about, talking about, like, talking about <laughs> in our personal lives um, for a long time. The topic is, the, the song is, Where Did Your Heart Go? I don't even know who that is. Who is it that? Was, you're going to laugh at me. I am going to laugh. It was Wham. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you you would laugh. <gasps> I feel like 1986. I, I believe. feel like our friend Kara would know that somehow. I don't know. Like, oh, feel, so many of my like friends you know are that. Wham lovers. Yeah. Like so, me. where did your heart go? So, we're talking today about hmm, pursuing or the lack thereof, or this, being pursued, or being pursued. The the <clears throat> this phenomenon of that we all have felt from at some, I think, at some point or another, of being pursued by someone only to then kind of fall into, a, you know, fall into this relationship or um, whatever's happening and then feel like that pursuit just kind of stops and how frustrating that can be. You know, I feel like 
I personally have been in many situations where one minute I'm feeling like I am the most desirable person on the planet and this person can't get enough of me. And then the next I'm like, um, okay, where did your heart go? Where did your heart go? So yeah, we're talking about that today. Jackie, what do you think about this? Well, I have some experience with that (laughs) quite a bit, honestly. And I, I don't know how much of it is the natural sort of course of some relationships that were just never meant to be really long, but I know my personal frustration. Okay. Can you just give me, like, tell me a story. Tell me like a specific incidence that you can, incident that you can remember (laughs) of being heavily pursued only to have that go away. I don't know that I've been heavily pursued (laughs) where, so in my mind, because you know I'm a balance-oriented person. I swear to God I should be a Libra. Um, Surprised you're not. Um, balance is everything, right? So I think at the beginning of, of relationships, mm. often there's this mutual pursuit where two people are really sort of actively showing an interest in one another. And what has happened for me is that my level of pursuit, if you will, yeah. doesn't change right because I'm still interested in getting to know this person and the other person seems to have dropped off and then what happens is and this has happened in my last couple of relationships what what I'm left with is this feeling that I'm chasing someone who doesn't want to be caught right and no one is pursuing me and so I lose that sense of balance and then it becomes very icky feeling right Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. So a couple of questions. First of all, I'm curious, was there a certain tipping point for you? Like, do you remember an event that occurred or something that happened that it was like, well, he was pursuing me. And I'm saying he because you are. Because I'm You are dating men. Right, right. But this could be. This could happen in any direction with any combination of people. But in your experience, was there a situation, like, do you remember where, like, you're in this relationship and you're someone, like, a a man is pursuing you and then when it stopped, like, was there something that happened? Was there, like... It's kind of death by a thousand paper cuts, right? (laughs) Because it's not, there's... In, in both of my last relationships where okay. this occurred, there's not been a definitive moment that I can point my finger at and go, that's the moment where the dime shifted, right? Okay. What, what happens more is this sort of gradual realization that, hey, I'm kind of doing all the initiating here. Yeah. And, and over time going, okay, well, maybe this person just needs some space. All right, I'll give them some space. Oh, wait, this still isn't changing. And then I end up having to initiate a conversation to ask what's going on. And that's, again, that's more than one recent relationship. Well, I, for me. I personally can attest to the fact that literally the last two relationships you've been in have had, have followed the exact same pattern, mm-hmm. exact same pattern where they're pursuing, they're pursuing, they're pursuing, and then you're like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, I'm in. Like, yeah. And you don't jump in right away, by the way. You're a, you're like, okay. I, I've become more cautious you're over cautious, time. And that's, I think, natural. But then you do, and all of a sudden... Once I jump in, they're like, oh, wait. Whoa. Right, right. Whoa, what is this jumping you're doing? Like, And then you're left kind of feeling like, okay, are you in this or not in this? So here's something I want to share with you because I I was doing some research on this topic and it was really hard to nail down a lot of really good information because it's kind of a nebulous topic, right? And it's kind of anecdotal in a lot of ways. But there was a a publication I found which is called crosswalk.com and it's a Christian lifestyle website that I stumbled upon, Hmm. but I really enjoyed, I shouldn't say, but also, well, I really enjoyed their message and I'm not an overly, I think you can religious person. I think you can say, but because I know for me as I grew up Christian, but when you say Christian, I kind of go, eh, because I don't, I, I I don't know. Well, I have a little bit of a visceral reaction to that. They had a really, I thought, 
on the nose explanation okay. of what being pursued is and and some indicators that you're being pursued. Okay, go ahead. So let's this yeah. is a good time to kind of talk about that. So I'm going to quote them here. To be pursued in a relationship is to have someone actively and genuinely interested in getting to know you more. Okay. That nails it for me. I mean, there's that's a, that's Especially a perfect nutshell description. When yeah. you're dating someone, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about is getting to know that person more. And you can feel, or at least I could in the last couple of relationships that I was in, when that interest sort of waned. Waned, right. Right? And so... To me, that really resonated with me. So the other thing they pointed out is that that can and should continue into a, the longer relationship. And in this being a Christian um, publication, they, they specifically mentioned marriage. Not everyone is interested in marriage, but a lot of us do have hopes for a long-term right. relationship or partnership. And so that idea of being genuinely and actively interested in getting to know another person should probably ideally would not change. Right. Well, and I think that was one of the questions I had in researching this is, are we talking like, I feel like a lot of the articles I read are talking about when you're first dating someone, right? Like how to keep them interested and how to keep them pursuing you. And a lot of it came across to me as playing games. I was just thinking which, that. Oh, drives me nuts. I'm just, like, I'm sorry. I, do you remember the rules back in the oh, 90s? Jesus. I never read that, but I knew that gist of it. And I remember thinking that's just bullshit even back then. And a lot of the articles I read today still said the same thing with like, don't text too much. Don't tell him you're interested. Like, make sure he's chasing you. Like, guys don't like it when girls chase him. I'm like, come on. On. Okay, but first of all, at at least at my age, we're not <sighs> girls, we're women. Right. And so here's the funny thing. Because I researched this yeah. and everything, the universe, the metaverse mm. knows, you know, who you are and what you're doing. I immediately got on Facebook after I finished kind of doing some mm-hmm. research and there were all these ads for coaches who would teach me how to keep a man interested. Totally. And here, are the, you can't say this and don't be clean. And right. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. No, and there are so many of those articles out there, Jackie, that are saying those things. Like, don't, basically, don't play all your cards. Don't be vulnerable. Don't, don't be honest. Don't, don't communicate. Right. Don't do don't any of the things that right. we advocate for. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm 49 years old. Like, this is who I am. I'm just going to be real. It, like, if right. that turns you off, um, bye. I don't want you anyway. So what – did you read any articles that said something other than that? Well, so here was – I, I want to go back to this. So, yes. So when they talk about the indicators that your partner is pursuing you – Okay. Some of the things they talk about, they are present when they're with you. Okay. You and I have talked about that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not on their phone the whole time. They're not yeah. just watching the TV going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. But they're present with you. Yeah. And that happens often early in a relationship or in a dating experience. It can wane. But I think that in a relationship where there's mutual pursuit, you you make you set boundaries that prevent that that, that help mitigate that, I guess maybe. Um the other your partner will ask about your needs and preferences. I can Ooh, tell you when we novel look idea. back at those yeah. relationships of mine that we were recently, mm. we were just talking about, those questions stopped happening. It stopped, be- there was very little interest in what I needed or what I liked, and it became conversations mostly about what the other person was interested in. Hmm. Um, they listen and they remember what you said. Okay, but see, I find that that, like, uh, some of these happen early in the relationship. Mm -hmm. What about as a relationship goes on? I mean, the ideal, the the goal, right, is that as you move on into a relationship, as you become closer, those things just become ingrained. Like, I know what you like. I know your preferences. I, I know the little things about you. So that's the ideal. But... Like, I feel like a lot of these are geared towards early on. 
Yeah. I mean, the last one that they mention is they share you with others and they're excited to bring you along. And I can look at the last couple of relationships that I had and early on. Yeah. Those, I was invited to all these things and introduced to all these people. And then over time, (laughs) they started spending their time within their social network separately from me. Right. And maybe that should have been my big indicator. I don't know. I... But I think you're right. I, I think it, it all speaks to the same thing, that if those indicators change, yeah. then maybe that person is no longer pursuing you. So have you had a relationship, Jackie, that you felt like you were pursued at the beginning and then maybe it kind of waned and then you were able to, I don't know, and, and the whole pursuing thing just, I don't know, that sounds maybe a little archaic. Like I feel like, we both should be pursuing each other, right? Throughout right. the relationship. But right. you and I have had conversations where we're like, hey, this person was showing all this interest in the beginning, and now that we're in, they've kind of gone off. Well, like, so let me turn that back to you. Do you yeah. think that that is a sign of, okay, now I'm comfortably in a relationship? I mean, <laughs> yes, there is. I mean, I look at all of my friends because really those are the – those are the people that I look at because, I mean, I have had a long-term relationship. I have had a couple, but right now um, it's been a while. So I do look at my friends who've had long-term relationships and I'm like, okay, that does kind of wax and wane, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, my best, best, best friend has been married for like 20 years, I think, and has gone through a shit ton with her husband. I mean, they have been <laughs> to hell and back in all kinds of ways and they're madly in love. And so I always look at them as my kind of guiding light. And I know that in their situation, it's actually kind of opposite. Like he feels like he's the pursuer all the time and she's kind of just like meh. And that's not necessarily true. Like he pursues and pursues and pursues. She's just more, um, she's not as overt about it. And her thing is like, I love him. He knows I love him. I don't need to keep on like pushing the issue, demonstrating. Whereas, or... yeah, and and it all and it kind of comes back to and we've talked about this like love languages. Mm-hmm. His love language. I mean, both of them love quality time, but she can have a great. She'll like plan a really great date for them, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Cool, like now we're set for weeks." <laughs> Whereas he's like. I want more of that. Uh, yeah. He's like, that was yesterday. Hello. And he's like, uh, there are six more days in the week. What's the deal, right? So it's like, what is your definition of pursuing? Like in their relationship, and and I'm just laughing because like we just talked about this, she and I, and she's like, dude, I planned this awesome date for you last weekend. And he's like, yeah, but it's been a week and I want you to pursue me every day. So it kind of comes down to that too. So I feel like in their relationship, which has been a really long one and a really over like over time a really great one he feels like she doesn't pursue him enough and he always wants more pursuing whereas she's like I pursued you last week and you should know that we love each other and we're in this and I'm not going anywhere so yeah well so do you remember I can't even remember which sitcom it is everyone's gonna (laughs) scream at me when I say this but there was a sitcom where there was this conversation about the power struggle and whoever was in the driver's seat. Is it friends? Of the relationship. It Seinfeld? might have been friends. I don't I honestly I don't remember okay. which one it was, but it's that it's that John that time yeah. period, right? And the idea is that if you are the pursuer, you lack the power in the relationship. That the person <sighs> being pursued has the power. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really I don't I guess I don't like that vision because exactly what you just pointed Mm -hmm. out some people have different love languages right so for me I want to be pursued to me feeling desired feeling wanted is the most appealing sexy fucking thing that exists (laughs) right um yes like and I and and so I will I will exude that because that is my love language and, yes. and you, you do unto others as you want done unto you, right? So, so to be specific, like physical touch, like words of affirmation. Yeah. Yes, like, yes, and yes. Uh, <laughs> Anything that makes me feel wanted, yes. 
desire, yes. sexy, mm-hmm. those things are intoxicating. A hundred percent. And so for me, I do feel like if I'm not getting those, I don't know if I'm out of power is the right word, but the, the relationship doesn't have a balance that works for me if I am not feeling those things. So from your friend's husband's perspective, I can kind of relate. (laughs) Same. I can totally relate because (laughs) I've been with that person who's super comfortable with you and they're like, yeah, we're cool. And you're like, but I don't feel cool. And, And here's the thing, like she and I, she visited me a few months ago and we had this conversation and we were laughing so hard because she is my person. Like, my person who I've been off and on with for so many years, like she and he are exactly the same and her husband and I are exactly the same. So I was like, but he wants to be told how good looking he is. He wants to be pursued. He wants to be like, feel special. And she's like, but he knows I love him. And I'm like, no, that's not enough. He wants to be told. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we were just laughing so hard because she's like, oh. And she gets it, but she's like, but he knows how much I love. Like, she, he knows what I do. Like, what I do for him, like, I raise his kids and I, like, am a stay-at-home mom and I'm, like, doing all these things. And I'm like, but have you told him how hot he is lately? <laughs> she's but he knows that. I go, no, it doesn't matter if you think he knows. He needs to be told. <laughs> he needs to be reminded. <laughs> and it's funny because some people do think of that as being needy or clingy. Uh, but like we talked about in a previous yes. episode, a recent episode, it's only needy to someone who doesn't necessarily <laughs> feel the same way, who doesn't who doesn't need the right, same right. love language fulfilled. That's so true. It's so true. Yeah, it and is. It's it's so subjective, right? Like the the whole neediness thing. So what I want to know from you is when you... <laughs> okay. So walk me through it. Like how... And maybe not specifically from you. I don't want to like delve into anything painful for you. But just like in general, how does it feel when you're not being pursued in a relationship? Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it's, you know like, what? And, you know what? Here, so and and this is this is full transparency and just me being vulnerable and honest. I mean, that's who we are. What happens with me? And I'm working on this. Beat heads, I'm working on it. But <laughs> I, if any of you have listened to um, what is her name, Bree? The oh, dirtily, oh, dared, yeah. Um, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? Okay, this is killing me. Um, everyone's screaming her name at I, me right now. Okay, so you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So she talks about. Um, oh, fuck, no, where okay. was I going it's with okay. that? <laughs> um, being she, vulnerable, being vulnerable. Yes. But but she talks about um, how important it is to be vulnerable and, and the stories we tell ourselves, oh, right? Yep. That's where I came up with that was listening to one of her audiobooks. And, um, so what happens to me when someone that I have been in a intimate relationship, a romantic relationship where there are feelings, you know, I've caught feelings. I think they've caught feelings right. and, and I think things are progressing and they suddenly shift. You can, sense the shift right and so then I start telling myself a story and the thing that I'm working on is being kinder to myself about the story that I'm telling myself because I can go down some pretty dark rabbit holes about why this person suddenly has lost interest or what I've done wrong or what's wrong with me. So you make it about you. I 100% do Mm -hmm. and here's the thing I was reading an article that was actually about the Gottman Institute they have Mm -hmm. a whole pursuer versus withdrawer thing or distancer Mm -hmm. uh, conversation and what they talk about is that the pursuer tends to respond to relationship stress by moving toward the other they seek communication discussion togetherness and expression there's an um, they're urgent in their efforts to fix what they think is wrong and there's some anxiety about the distance that their partner has has created and they take it personally yeah now when I read all of that Mm -hmm. I was like oh well, that would be me. <laughs> um, the other thing they point out is that 
after a period of time of that, many partners will feel exhausted and heard and will just suddenly leave a relationship because the distancer decides to become a pursuer too late. And so I think that ultimately is what has happened for me in, yeah. in relationships where I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling this way, exactly how they described, a little anxious, a little right. uncertain, um, trying to reach out, but also trying to respect the other person's need for space. Right. And after a while, I just go, you know what? Let's just call this what it is. And then I walk away. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not fun. That's not a fun way to end a relationship. No, it's not. And I feel like, again, like going back to what I was saying earlier is a lot of the articles that I was reading were talking about like kind of when you were in the beginning throes of a relationship, like, oh, I really, really like this person and how do they feel about me? And kind of like, oh, they're not responding like I want them to. And so you kind of pull back. But you're talking about, you're already in it. Right, because if you get to the point where you're in it. So that's different, right? So like, tell me about what, what your experiences are with uh, what you're talking about, where it's a little earlier on. It's funny. I When I was thinking about this topic, I went all the way back to before I was married in my 20s. Um, and I remember I had had a college boyfriend that... I thought that I was going to marry and that didn't work out. I mean, thank goodness for that. I mean, he was a great guy, but that would have been a disaster. Um, and all of a sudden I found myself single and I was living in this place where there were so many eligible guys my age. Um, I was working on a university campus and like I was 21 and there were all these other young people. And so I ended up dating a series of guys. Um, and of course... <laughs> It's funny because I look back at myself then and I'm like, oh my goodness. My motivations back then were so different. I mean, now I would just have had the best time ever. Back mm -hmm. then it was like, I need to find my partner to marry. I mean, I was 22 and I was really seeking that out. <laughs> now I'd be like, yes, all these men, like so many men, so little time. Adore me. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so I had a, a few men who would oh my goodness just go all out pursuing 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 like calling and uh, texting wasn't a thing back then but if it had been they would have been texting but it was like <laughs> calling and planning dates and like wyd <laughs> what's that what you doing oh my god <laughs> We I talked about that in an early episode, <laughs> I think, with Steve. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like planning dates and like, oh, let's hang out this weekend and oh, I really want to see you. And I was kind of like, I was, you know, young and I was just out of college and I was like, oh my goodness, is this what the world is like? And I realized quickly um, that the world was like that as long as you didn't display too much interest because as soon as I was like, yes, let's do this, they were like, mm, yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> okay, so I have two different things I want to talk yeah. about, but I wanna, I'm want to. i going to go with this one because it, it really follows on what you were just talking about. And it just, it's all feels like fucking games. Well, okay. and, and It feels I, like I, games when you're like, I know, okay, I, know. I love all this attention and I, I like going out with these people and I want them to get to know me, but don't show too much interest. Well, and that's the thing. And like, that, this was back in the 90s. This was before that stupid book, The Rules, even came out. But when it did come out, I remember, and I didn't read it, but I remember knowing the gist of it and thinking, oh, that's what I did wrong. I showed too much interest. And now I'm just like, fuck that. Fuck that. Like, okay, we were young. We were in our 20s. But at this point in my 40s, if I'm with a guy that is pursuing me and then I show interest and they're gone, I don't want them anyway. Like, screw that. So it hasn't happened as much now for me in that way. Um, I have had, well, I don't know how much to disclose. You were vulnerable. Um, <laughs> Be so, real. Yeah. So my, my person, my, my on again, off again, um, I actually did the other day, we had a conversation and I was like, so he was, we, we're not quote dating right now because we've just been through 
too much and I can't commit to that right now. Okay. Um, I can't commit because I feel like he has some work to do. And okay. he would agree with that. I'm not I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. Um, I just feel like a lot of our issues are stemming from his stuff. And so he's working on his stuff. So in the meantime, I'm like, I care about you. I love you. And also, let's just see where we are. But intriguingly, our relationship is probably the best it's ever been. <laughs> and so we were talking about this the other day. And I said, you know... I feel like things are great right now. And he was like, yes, absolutely. And I said, but I feel like they're great because I'm not pursuing. And he said, well, I just feel like you're more relaxed. And I was like, well, I am more relaxed because honestly, at this point, I could take you or leave you. Ooh. And it's weird because he wouldn't say this, but I think that's comfortable for him. I feel like he doesn't want me to be in a place where I'm like, I really need you in my life. And maybe I'm wrong, but, and I didn't do this as a game, by the way. I'm not playing any games. I'm just at this point where I'm like, I can't put a lot of energy into this because I did for a long time and it kept backfiring on me. So at this point, I'm just not putting energy into it. I'm putting energy into other things in my life. And like, yes, I love having you around. And yes, you're my best friend and I love spending time with you, but I'm not thinking too far ahead. I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not making plans for our future like I used to. I'm just like in the moment. And that's really, really working for him. It's working for me and I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it to make it work for him. I'm doing it for myself because it's just, that's where I am. But it's also working for him. And I don't like that. Because I'm like, but what if why I don't, get to Why a, don't you like it? Well, I don't like it because I'm like, what if I get to a point where I'm like, ooh, I just, I've decided now that I want more of you or I'm needing you more. Is that going to push you away? Does that make sense? Okay. And I feel like it's working great for us right now because I don't require much of him. I'm not needing him in a, in a way that I used to need him or... I'm not requiring him to pursue me like I used to want that. And he's super happy. But what if I get to a point where I do? Is that going to push him away again? I mean, I don't know. No, I know. It's rhetorical. I can't answer I'm that. Just, like, but there's, these are the things I'm saying to him. I'm like, I want to feel free to just decide like, hey, I do need more of you. I need like he travels all the time. He's. In California right now. He was in Alaska last month. He's going to go to Mexico. You know, he's always traveling. And sometimes that bugs me when I when we're, quote, in a relationship. And right now I'm just like, whatever. Go That's, do you. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, where I'm right now feels fine. So I guess I should just be where I am. Is what's troubling you a sense of uncertainty? Because while you're not planning on a future with him you always as a human sort of have an eye on your future yeah and there's a little uncertainty around that well kind of like okay so last time we were talking to Allie and I mentioned the show um love is blind Mm -hmm. so after we talked to her I went and I watched the whole second season of love is blind and it's essentially a show about about Couples who meet behind a wall. So they fall in love with the person, not the way they look. And then they meet, and then they often get married, and they see how it goes. So there was one line where one of the couples who did successfully, they fell in love, they met, they married, and they're actually very happy. But at one point, the woman said, it's just so great to be able to make plans like a year from now, two years from now, and know that you're going to be there with me. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like hurt my heart a little bit. Because like, you you feel like you're not there at this moment. Right. I feel like I can't successfully make plans a year or two years out because who knows where we'll be. Like I can make plans, but not mm-hmm. for him yeah. in it. Um, and I want that. But I feel like sometimes... Because of who he is, who we are, like, can I 
you know, can I trust that that's going to happen? That that's going to be available at that time. So yes, right now it's great. I'm not pursuing. I'm being pursued. (laughs) Which is wonderful. Yeah, it's great. It's great. But again, it feels like, is this a game we're playing? Well, and maybe the difference between a game and not a game is balanced pursuit, right? Where both partners are pursuing one another equally. Right. And having been married before, having been in other relationships, I think there's a pendulum that swings. And even if you're not both pursuing each other equally in an exact moment, right? I think over the lifespan of a quote unquote good relationship, mm-hmm. you have periods of time where one partner is the pursuer and, and the periods of time where the other one is. Right. And as long as those times sort of balance each other out, you have a, a net balance, right? No, I if that you. makes That's, sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So it, it might yeah. be that this is his moment to pursue. And then in the future, maybe you have a moment of pursuit. And then as long as it continues to come back to the, the listeners can't see me swinging my arms <laughs> left to right, but I'm swinging them <laughs> like as though pendulum. I was holding a pendulum. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and you know, that's, that's a tough spot to be in. Here's a question. And I ran across this in my research and it hit me kind of in the feels because I mentioned the word earlier. What's the difference between pursuing and chasing and which is better and which is worse? Wow. I mean, I guess I've, like before this conversation, I would have felt like the two were interchangeable. Um, do you think they're different? I do. Oh, tell me. Because I don't, I don't know. And it comes down to sort of this perceived, what, what, what I perceive from my partner in whatever scenario it is, right? Pursuit feels more mutual. It feels more... Um, more balanced. I'm sorry, I use that word a lot, but it's it's a huge I mean, part of who I am. Yeah. Um, I think chasing feels has a has a more desperate, mm-hmm. a more needy feel to it, yeah. and so I just feel like when there there comes a tipping point where okay, it's my turn to pursue. And if the other person doesn't pick up that pendulum when it swings over to them and pursue back, then then now I'm still pursuing. And now at some point I've become a chaser and I'm chasing someone who, like I said earlier, doesn't necessarily want to be caught or or doesn't want to be chased. And then you just feel like an idiot. (laughs) So. I don't know. I'm curious what your thoughts are on so that. So you feel like chasing is a little bit more of a desperate feel. I do. Like, I feel like that word. Okay. And when I get to a point where I feel like, oh my God, I'm chasing someone, that's the moment where I go, <gasps> That's oh, where you turn, okay. This is over. So like, that's your tipping point. Yeah. If I feel like I'm constantly chasing that person's okay. attention, affection, yeah. Yeah. whatever, then I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't a balanced, healthy relationship anymore. Right. So I'm trying to drink champagne in my left hand but I put it on the right side and so there's nothing there okay now I've got it we're all good okay listeners it's all good I I wish you could see what I (laughs) so yeah I, I agree with you though chasing seems more like a negative connotation pursuing can be like I'm thinking of like when you said chasing I was just thinking just I had this visual of like little kids on a playground, like a little girl chasing a little boy and just like trying to kiss him. And the little boy's like, eh, no, no. Whereas pursuing might be like, hey, like more flirty. And the guy, the little boy's yeah. like, hey. When you think about, to go back to your <laughs> playground analogy, yeah. when you think about any game on the playground that involved chasing, it, it was the other person's <laughs> goal was to get the fuck away. <laughs> right? Yes. So if I'm... Yes chasing yes. someone okay that implies that their goal is to get the fuck away okay and if i'm being chased mm. not chased <laughs> although lately i'm being that but that's not my fault but but 
if <sighs> I'm being so many tools, if mm. I'm, if someone else is chasing me, mm. that if I feel like someone is chasing me, that means that I'm actually not interested and I'm trying to get away from right. Them. That's right. So okay. I feel like pursuing has a little bit more of a mutual like give and take to it. Does that because make I, sense? Yes, because I feel like we, you and I, have both been chased. Mm-hmm. Like not chased. I mean, I haven't been chased for. I mean, I've I, been chased, I don't even know but when not last in a while. <laughs> both actually, I've been chased <laughs> and I've been chased oh but neither God. of them in a while well right uh, except for right now okay right i now have an and an, for an imposed chasteness chastity chastity yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> anyway we did anyway wow that was crazy um i feel like you and i have both been chased by other people where there was no mutual regard there was no that we were never going to turn around and be like oh, okay Right? Oh, okay. You've chased me hard enough. Now I'm yours. Right. Um, But we've also both been pursued where we're like, oh, we're being pursued and we're going to turn around and pursue that person. Mm -hmm. So it's, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Here's another question. What role does sex play? Um, As in, Hmm. I feel like there is this stereotype that as long as you don't sleep with someone, they'll, they will continue to pursue you. But as soon as you sleep with them, all bets are off. What do you think about that? Well, again, my... <laughs> okay, if I were a 24-year-old, mm. I might say, oh, yeah, that's 100% true. Mm. At 50, mm. wow. I'm like, don't say wow. It's not <laughs> that big of a number. And you're almost there, <laughs> sister. <laughs> pretend like I'm not <laughs> um anyway um I also encourage all of our beat heads who are approaching or over the age of 50 to listen to the Kid Rock song 50 because it's all about being fucking 50 and it's like hilarious I don't like Kid Rock it's yeah. a great song it's very yeah. fun okay anyway I'll try at 50 wow. at fucking 50 wow. as Kid Rock would say I have zero interest in playing the game. And we've I know talked you about don't, that. But like men, I'm talking about, and again, I'm sorry, I'm stereotyping. There is a stereotype that men, once they get it from you, they're done. Like that's what they're after. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that? I mean, over the course of the last 10 years that I've been single, yes. I will say the last relationship I had, our first I use the word date loosely. Um, <laughs> the first time we hung out together and whatever. Hooked up? Did yeah. you hook up? Come on. Come we on. We did. We did. We, so okay. the, first time, the first time we were intimate okay. was before we ever started dating. I like how and we started, you are. We started dating <laughs> after that. And then it became what it was and, and it ended the way it did. And it's fine. I'm grateful for the experience. I've learned a ton through it. But... But I will tell you at this point in my life, Mm. I don't feel like the fact that the fact that we had sex before we were dating, if anything, it just made us more interested in getting to know each other more. So I like that. So no, I don't, that may be true in some circumstances. Right. But I don't think that it's universally true. No, I was just curious because I personally, in my post-divorce dating, I have not experienced that at all. Like, I feel like, and we've talked about this, like, I have no qualms about sleeping with someone pretty quickly, and I have not felt like that has ever been a deterrent to a relationship. I was just curious. If you wanted the relationship. Correct. And there have been many times that I just, I only wanted to sleep with them and that was it. But the times that I, like I'm thinking of the first person that I dated when I moved up here. um, And that actually started as just like a a hookup. It was Mm -hmm. like he had, he was literally fresh out of a long marriage. um, Was not looking for anyone. We met. It was super unexpected we hooked up pretty quickly and then we actually fell in love like after that and Mm -hmm. it went for a year and it it didn't last because we just it it was the wrong time for him like he just needed to deal with a lot of shit right 
but that did not deter like the fact that we slept together really quickly didn't deter our relationship and I look at friends of mine who are in a similar situation as yours and mine yeah and I I I just I can't say that 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 stereotype is true right the stereotype that if you sleep with someone right away they're gonna peace out on you right I, I don't believe, based on my experiences, based on what you just shared, and based on what other people I know have gone through, that that is always true. Are there going to be people who were just in it for a hookup? Yep. Yep. Um, and sometimes you might be that person, right? <laughs> Not you specifically. No, I'm not probably, pointing my finger at you, maybe Dion. Me. But maybe me. <laughs> you, me, whoever whoever you are that's listening at the moment, that may be you in a moment and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. If what you need is a hookup, that's okay. Well, There's zero judgment it, about it, that. It, that's okay. If you're honest about that. True. I don't think it's okay. If, if you mislead. Right. If, if you know that that person, like let's say, you know, someone and you know, they're looking for a relationship and you know, they like you and you use that to your advantage and hook up with them and then peace out. I don't think that's cool. I agree with you on that. To be fair. I agree with you on that. But if it's a mutual thing, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Um, But yeah, I was just curious because a lot of the articles that I read, and I think maybe the articles I read were geared more towards 20-somethings that are like really looking. I don't don't know. Well, it's such a weird thing. Like, I don't know if you ran into what I did, but everything (laughs) I tried Googling, I was like, what? No, that's not what I was getting at. Where's the answers that are just well, to, speaking to what I'm trying to like, get at? I got like 50 ways to make a man chase you. And I'm, and like I read them and I'm like, that's bullshit. That's just going back to the rules of like, don't text too much. Don't let them know you're interested. Like, I'm sorry. I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I am so honest. I'm so direct. I'm like, I'm just going to tell you straight up, this is where I am right now. Like I can't, I don't have time for games. I don't want to play games. I'm like not into that. But those are the articles I kept finding. There was, yeah, it was, it was a hard thing to research because the returns on my searches were all, yeah, not quite what I was looking for. So I, I, they kind of circled around it and I got a couple that, that spoke to what I was hoping to learn from. Um, but I think this comes down to personal experience and, and, and it comes down to trusting your gut because for me, <laughs> Oh, here we go. The gut. Yeah. Because when my gut is screaming at me mm. and, and my heart and my vagina are like, but wait, maybe, maybe he just needs a little more space. And my gut is like, Hey head, um, this guy's lost interest and I have to, I have to physically or not physically, but mentally sort of overcome the compulsion to go with the heart and the gut or in the heart and the vagina (laughs) and go, well, no, wait, no, wait, it might be fine. Every time I've, my gut has been honest with me every time that someone I've been dating has been pulling back and it's because the relationship has run its course and that person has changed their feelings I just, for me, it just comes down to trusting my gut, my intuition. Yeah. I'm getting better at it. That's true. I'm not perfect, but I'm getting better at it. I'm proud of you. And I think you're so good. Like, I was telling you before this podcast, like, I think you're so amazing at being able to just say, like, you're not blaming the other person. You're not being rude or mean. You're just like, hey, you know what? You clearly want something different than what I want. So let's just, like, call it a day. And I respect that. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I feel like I've gotten better at that since we started this podcast. I don't think that that was true a couple of years ago. Mm. I don't know, like 51 episodes ago. (laughs) Um, But I feel like I've learned a lot through this experience and through just these conversations um, and some maturity. I also think it just comes down to standing up for myself now and saying... The way that this feels is not good, and I don't want to waste my time feeling not good within a relationship or not within a relationship, depending on which side of that argument you're on, <laughs> right? And but I can have that that conversation, yeah. and and I don't know. I'm just I'm not a fighter, though. I don't call people names. I don't. I don't 
there's no point in all of that. But at the end of the day, there's no there's no need to call people mm-hmm. names. I mean, I can say someone's an asshole, but I don't need to call them that. Um, I mean, some people are jerks, narcissistic, narciss- narcissists, assholes, whatever. But like at the end of the day, that's fine. They can be who they are. It's not working for you. Well, and, and that's when, the bottom line. When we talk about these last two relationships, where this specific <laughs> issue that we've yeah. that we've that we've been talking about today yeah. have come up, both of them are have been people who I would never describe as an asshole no. or anything else. They're really good people, and yes, I was disappointed when the relationship ended because I was dating a really cool person, and so. I I just, I can't say that that person's an asshole or that person's a jerk or whatever. I can just say, gosh, I didn't like the way you handled that. And that's where I have to leave it because I wouldn't have spent that much time and invested any emotion or affection with someone who was an asshole, I hope. Right, right. So I do try to respect that and honor the fact that, okay, it didn't work out and it didn't go the way I wanted, but... The only reason that's true is because that's a decent person and I wouldn't have wanted to continue dating someone who was an asshole. Exactly. And the most important thing is you're looking out for you Mm -hmm. and you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And I think that says so much about how you feel about yourself and that you know that you deserve better than that. You know that you deserve someone who continues to pursue you even though, like, maybe there'll be times when it waxes and wanes. Yeah. Like, there's a balance. And that it's not always on you to pursue that person. And that you deserve someone who is going to pursue you over a long term. Over the long haul. Yeah. Right, yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, that is yeah. that is my my vision for my future. And that's what I hope to um, find yeah. some day. <laughs> And in the meantime, I'm, I, I'm grateful for every experience. And, right. and I, one of the things that I told you in the last podcast, I visited our friend Kedra. I know. And one of the things Kedra, that, remind our, our listeners who Kedra is. So Kedra is our psychic medium who came on and talked to us about how she helps people um, either within a relationship, kind of deal with relationship issues, understand re- relationship issues, and people who are outside of relationships looking for love, how she can help them um, achieve that. So she and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. So cool. She's so wonderful. And one of the things that she said was, whenever a person leaves your life, focus on the lesson and not the lack. And that is a that's hard. A thing that has resonated with me, and that's what I'm trying to do and say, okay, it's not about lack. It's about it's about moving forward with new information. What did you learn from that? Yeah. I guess if we were doing takeaways, that would be my takeaway. Do you have a <sighs> takeaway? Well, before I do my takeaway, I was just going to say that reminds me of my, of my favorite bumper sticker. Mm which I may have mentioned before, that says, oh no, not another learning opportunity. (laughs) Because I feel like every time I fuck up, every time I have a bad relationship, oh, it's another opportunity to learn. Fuck, I don't want to learn anymore. (laughs) I know, I think I saw one one time that said, or maybe it was a meme, that said, hey universe, I'm strong enough. Exactly. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Dude, Fuck I'm strong you. enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I I do feel that. I oh. do feel that in my heart and soul. Like, come on. And also, um, hearkening back to our previous combo, Brene Brown is her name. Thank you. I'm like, Brie, bruh. I know. Bruh, I was like, bruh. bruh. Everyone's like, Brene Brown. Oh my gosh, you guys are so stupid. I know. Sorry. We Sometimes love her. when we there's a microphone Brene. in front of your face, you get a little brain fog yeah. and you forget things. Yeah, it's right. okay. You know how when you're at home watching Jeopardy and you're like, oh my gosh, the answer is the Green Bay Packers, you jerks. And like, okay, try being on camera. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Right. So, Brene Brown, if you're listening, A, we would love to have you as a guest. B, I'm sorry I forgot your name for like four seconds, but I was having a little bit of a pressure moment, okay? Don't tell yourself a story. It's not about you. 
okay. I'm laughing into my hair at this point. Okay, so takeaway. Do you have a takeaway? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I guess my takeaway is when you are in a healthy relationship, the pursuit of one another should... Ooh, you don't sorry. like that word. I just shit, shit it all myself. Sorry. The pursuit of each other will come naturally. It will ebb and flow. It will wax and wane. And you will each pursue each other. It will be, for it the will most be part, <laughs> equivalent, <laughs> right? Part equivalent. Yeah. That's, that's what I would take away from that. And that, like, if you find yourself in a relationship where you are always not pursuing but chasing someone, it might be time to reevaluate that relationship. The minute you feel like you're chasing someone, <laughs> yeah. I oh, I she says the minute, <laughs> literally, because there's there's a moment where, at least for me, there's a mm. moment where that realization occurs, where I'm like, oh, fuck, I think I'm chasing this person. When that happens, if if that happens to you, listeners, um, um, and you're in that moment and you're feeling kind of icky about yourself, I just encourage you to take a breath, take a beat, think about it, mm. and then have a really honest but open conversation with your partner and say, this is how I'm feeling. And then if they step up, great. And if they don't, maybe it's time to walk if away. If they validate I mean, what your gut yeah. might be telling you, then focus yeah. on the lesson and not the lack. Uh, and ex- Accept your learning opportunity. <laughs> and just know that you are so not alone. No, and that we love you and we understand you and we are there with you. And if you're in halfway, you know, elbows deep in a tub of ice cream and you just need someone to talk to, <laughs> you can slide into our DMs. Slide we got you. And like, come drink champagne with us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we have some left. <gasps> we have. I- we won't in a minute. All right. Yes. Okay. All right, Beat Heads. Okay. We will be back in a couple of weeks with another great episode. Um, please take a moment. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button or the like button, or if you haven't shared our podcast with your network of people, will you please do that for us? We need Country 75. So if you know someone in... Oh, I can't think of I all the countries. Know. Um, Uganda? I don't think we have Uganda yet. I, I would have to look at the list. I don't list. think we have I can't, Uganda. I can't remember all 74 countries. Or Nigeria. No, I think we have Nigeria. Oh, we do? I'm okay. sure. Anyway, if you anyway. know someone in any country, Azerbaijan. That might be, that might a, be available. I pulled that one out, didn't I? Um, but no, we just, we so appreciate you. There's so much more we have to talk about, so much more we want to cover. We're going to keep bringing these to you, but it would be great if you yeah. could just keep sharing us. We'd love to see how far this can grow and how many people we can reach. Yes. And thank you for always listening. Thanks, Thanks for being guys. my co-host, Dion. <laughs> this is so fun. I'm so happy I'm here. All right. Well, Beat Heads will catch you soon. Bye. Bye.